Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award-winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free, and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details. I remember being a kid. I can see that happening. That's oh, always something, something to do. The Unlaced. Unlaced podcast. It's actually not bad. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Unlaced podcast. Uh, as everyone tuned into the last one with Dane Swan, it was an absolute awesome episode. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed the food review and uh, saw Swanee's mouth just filled with mayonnaise as much as his jokes were on point. But. Um, Look, we're going to keep bringing some of those. For everyone that did like and comment and subscribed and tuned into that, I reckon we have a few more in the locker, so please do keep tuning in. Uh, following on from that episode, I thought we'd keep the Collingwood theme running, and today I reckon we've got one of the superstars, one of the pivotal men of the Pies lineup, Jeremy Howe. How you going, mate? I'm really well. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You've actually been following the podcast for a little bit, I must say, so I think I owe you a thank you. <laughs> I have. It's, um, no, it's good. They're... Um... They're great listens and um, obviously, yeah, known a few people that have come on. So, yeah, they're a good listen, like I said. Uh, beautiful. Now, I'm not going to let these two out of the room here un- unknown. Ethan and Will, you're a bit late today. <laughs> it's, uh, Absolutely, mate. Yeah, so I was, as I said to Jeremy, the two boys, the two film boys, my beloved boys, rocked up a little bit late and we've done about how many 30 podcasts here. And then they had the nerve to tell me that maps was telling them the wrong way. So <laughs> well, I, I, under, I underestimated the travel here as well. And I, and I got here seven minutes early. Still, oh, there so you I, go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love so. that. Oh God, mate, we're giving everyone stick today, but um, no, one of the reasons actually, and how you probably, we, I know we've only just met today, but you actually are one of my favorite players. And a big part of that is because you can do a lot of what I can't, which is be a bit of a walking highlight reel. <laughs> And just legitimately stand on blokes' heads all the time. Yeah. Like that actually fascinates me. And I don't know if it's like a natural ability or a skill or you've trained it, but like I'm keen to understand. Like, Yeah, it's, a, it, it's an interesting one because everyone's kind of the, uh, like the obvious question is like how long have you been doing it? When did you learn to start doing it? And I did high jump in year 10. And that was all I had to do. And to find out that I could, I could actually jump a little bit higher than most. Yeah. And um, I just started doing that. And at my high school, I went to the interstate carnival, but there was no high jump in the actual school. So they just gave you a free pass to go in and challenge other people from other schools. Right. So I did high jump, ended up winning that. And then, yeah, I don't know. I just started jumping into packs as a kid when I was about 15, 16. And then it was just the confidence thing. Like once I plucked a few, then I just started having a crack at a few more. And then, yeah, I feel like I'm not, I don't go for too many unrealistic ones. Like I'm not your Russell Robertson type where he just nah, like you... kicks blokes flat out and doesn't <laughs> yeah. touch a ball. But I definitely think, uh, yeah, I try to keep him half realistic. But um, yeah, if the opportunity arises, I definitely have a crack. Yeah, the ratio to like you trying them to actually marking them is actually quite, like the execution percentage is quite high. Yeah. To the point where like I'm walking around, I'm looking over my shoulder in case you try one of me in here. But um my actual favourite one, and it's a bit of a different one because you've, you've done a lot and we're going to go into just some of it, but the one you did on Andrew Embley, yeah. that was my favourite because you're running back with a flight yep. and then nine times out of ten, the guy with sort of behind the footy when he puts his back into you, 
he's probably going to get that. But yeah. you just jumped on his head and he couldn't do anything. And he was filthy. Like <laughs> I, I've, I've actually met Andrew Emily a couple of times and I brought it up one time and I said to him, um, that's the only hanger I've ever taken where I've jumped off my right leg. Yeah. So if you look at every other mark I've taken, I'd all jump off my left. Right. And he goes, does that make me, make, make, me, <laughs> make me feel any better? Yeah, he didn't rate like, that. Well, it's a one-off. So yeah. that was the only catch I ever did off my right. And um, yeah, it's probably one of those ones that you jumped and he just held me up for a little bit. Um, and it's probably a little bit unrealistic, but he held me up for long enough to be able to glove it. Well, that's crazy, man. And for for those that like don't know what I'm talking about, do yourself a favour. Get on YouTube and just type in Jeremy Howe and just literally watch the first three videos. It's like I didn't realise how, how much you did it. Like I knew it was like a well-known thing. And then I watched it. I'm like, this is like 12 minutes long. <laughs> like they, they only go for 30 seconds. You only watch the 2012. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. No. Very good. And though, to build on that though, <laughs> I think you're the most nominated player for Mark of the Year ever. Yep. Did you know that? Yeah, like Jack Rewalt's second. Yeah, which is so. like, which comes back to the point, like you, you've probably been robbed of a few trophies and if you'd nominated so much. So. I agree. Uh, Joe Danaher, maybe we'll, we'll touch on that one. <laughs> <laughs> he did offer it. He tried to give it to me at the oh, Brown though, but I was like, "Geez, nah, you were stiffed. So. Like, so I think my, my theory and it's probably logical was, wasn't there a, another Collingwood player or yeah, so someone Brody else? Grundy. So it was me, Brody Grundy and Danaher were the final three. And it's obviously a voted yeah. system for the fans, That's, which it isn't anymore. Uh, and, um, well, Brody took about 3% of the votes. And ultimately, that's probably what ended up costing me. So, right. see, um, see, people might think this is petty to talk about, but having been an athlete, what what I saw was that I was like, fuck, there's probably a couple of endorsement deals gone. Like, well, yeah. that's a sponsorship of something where he's like got Mark of the Year or a free car. Like, do you know what I mean? Well, the, the post, <laughs> post Brown, though, they had was happy after party, and I was more than happy. I was on my way. Yeah. After <laughs> I was like, well, why am I at the Brown, though? I didn't get a vote. Oh, I was no. like, why am I actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. So, we went to the after party and I said to Gil, I was like, I understand. I was like, yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't win. But yeah. I was like, it actually cost me like 40 grand. And it was a, I I clearly a better award. mark. I cared about had. the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the, that's the killer. But um, yeah, not being an overly highly paid player, like, that, that, that money's crucial. Yeah, it makes a difference. <laughs> and when you're taking them so much, you deserve some reward. But um, how's the how's the off-season been anyway? It's obviously been, been a, you know, we're, we're well into the off-season now. I guess you, you, you mentioned you're going back on the track next week. Yeah. so it's been a little bit different, um, probably current climate with COVID. Yeah. Um, we weren't really able to, to travel anywhere. Like me and my wife are both interstate families. So mine, Tassie, and hers in WA. And right. they're pretty much the two hardest fortresses to get in in Australia at the moment. So um, we haven't, haven't been able to see anyone from the family, but we snuck off to New South Wales a week ago and just spent like five nights up there oh, in cool. Kingscliff. Yeah. Um, just to chill out, took the little man away for his first little trip, which was an experience. Traveling with a, a baby's a little bit <laughs> different, different game, to like yes. just traveling with the missus. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and to be honest, apart from that, we've just been training. So because yeah. um, we're in lockdown, we still had the ability to train. So a lot of us just continue to train the whole off, off season. So Mate, I've seen so much footage and I'm not even trying to see it. I just keep seeing footage of you running with young blokes. Yeah. It's, so you, it's try to, you try to do your best to try and get around and, and train with as many people as possible. And um, we've got a few young guys and then obviously new recruits as well coming in. So it's nice to get uh, yeah. friendly with those guys before they come back. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, the young boys are back training now. So I'll uh, filter in there tomorrow and see how we go. Mate, I, I was impressed by it because I was thinking, I was like, fuck, at this point in your career, like you're 31, you've, you're almost a 200 game, which we're going to go into. But it's your 10th or 11th preseason this will be? Uh, 
11th or 12th. Or is it, yeah, what were yeah, you? Yeah, 2010, I got drafted. So, so it's, I got 12, drafted it's a 12 season. So it's probably so 12 preseason. I was a 20 year old. Yeah, which is picked crazy. Picked up a little bit later, but um, yeah, it's gone gone pretty quick. Yeah, crazy. I still remember when I was at Melbourne, Brad Green retired the end of my first year. Oh, really? And he goes, just make the most of it. It's gone before you know it. And I was like, are you fucking serious? It's like, you've been here for 15 years. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm sitting here at like 11. I was like, that's gone pretty quick. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, it does go quick. Does your head sort of like come in? Because I've got a feeling like the AFL preseason, one of the hardest preseasons like known to sport in general. But does does it play in your mentality a bit having to like show up for it? Or do you, do you kind of still enjoy the, the challenge of it all? It is good. Like I think um, probably, probably early days in my career, you'd rock up the preseason. You use preseason to get fit. So yeah. you enjoy your break probably go a little bit over the top <laughs> and then come back and you're underdone and then it's really hard to get fit. Yeah. Whereas as you kind of get a little bit more experience, you go, well, you can still enjoy your time, still get to work in the off season, come back and then the gap um, to bridge your fitness is minimal. So I've learned that over the last probably five, six years yeah. and uh, you come back in better and better condition and the boys that are coming back, it's probably the draftees are yeah. like ready made and they're the ones that you're chasing around anyway. Really? So And you got some bloody good ones this year, don't yeah, you? Yeah. So must be something in the water in South Australia because that's where we managed to go poach them all from <laughs> yeah. apart from Dacos. So. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I'm excited to see uh, Nick Dacos run around, that's for sure. The, the hype coming out of him has been pretty crazy. For yeah. you, though, and I touched on it, like one of the things I noticed and your career from when you came in and even though you came in as a 20-year-old too, probably up until 2020 when you got obviously injured, you played like a good chunk of games every year. So yeah. it's like you've maximised your career. But when you went out, I was like, fuck you realised how important you were to the Collingwood <laughs> backline. I think Darcy Moore might have been out for a little yeah. bit as well. Yeah. So it was like you, you had a full backline to, no offence, but like barely anyone. Yeah. And I was so I'm just keen, given like your role and remit and how far you are down your career, like do you go into pre-season thinking of things that you can still get better at? Are you just trying to keep yeah. your body healthy now? Like 100%. Oh, there's a balancing act between trying to get keep your body healthy. I was like, you touched on it before. I've never really been exposed to long-term injury. So yeah. I was roughly averaging about 20 games a year for 10 years. And then the last two years I've played like seven. So I've missed like (laughs) 35 games and you got to feel for the guys that have like done multiple knees and missed long terms of uh, footy because I've got a little taste of it. And I'm grateful that I haven't really been exposed to that kind of stuff very often. But um, yeah, you have to keep getting better. Otherwise you just, you probably, the time that you feel like you're not going to get it any better or your time's running out, then you get moved on. So Um, like we got Pendles, still gets better. Yeah. I was like, you only look at him at the moment. He looks like the Adonis. Like, yeah. he's built like <laughs> no, he's crazy, so mate. Good. And it, he's year seven. It's so frustrating. It's like, if he can do it, and I was like, well, everyone else can do it. But he's, he's getting hotter. Li- he's getting hotter with age. He's like, wired a little bit different. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I was like, I still just want to like my body's feeling as healthy as it has for a long time. So yeah. I'm just looking forward to having a full preseason, and because it does have an impact on the, the way that you start the year. I think yeah. like, coming in underdone. Definitely has an impact on the performance, and yeah. I feel like um, this year I can get back to what I was doing before. Right, fair enough. Um, yeah, well, so people that maybe know you might know this, but definitely some of the listeners. For those that don't know, Jeremy Howe's related to, to Matthew Wade. Cousins? Yeah, so our mums are sisters. Wow. Yeah. So were you, were you always a footy? I know you grew up in Tassie, which we're going to yeah. touch on, but were you always a footy nut? Did you play cricket? Did you play loved other sports? Loved it. So I was, it was footy, tennis, and basketball. So oh, really? I actually, I actually quit footy when I was 15 to pursue tennis purely on its own because You're joking. I was training preschool and post playing like 
of night and that. And it just became too much to try and do footy as well. So I pursued it for 12 months, got a scholarship, got like a sponsorship deal. And then I turned it down. I was like, (laughs) I miss miss the boys. Like I'm sick of training on my own. Individual sport. I was probably a bit of a, I wasn't just mentally strong enough to continually just rock up on my own and train yeah. and just be coached by the one guy and it's just one-on-one sessions flat out. So I was like, I think I need to go back to footy yeah. and went back and I'm stoked I did. Um, clearly team sport is a hell of a lot different and um, I love the environment. Yeah. But yeah, I was, ne- I was never really a massive cricketer. Um, was yeah, Wadey always? Matty was, Matty was always cricket and footy. Yeah. And he was a gun at both. Yeah. And just ask him, he'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, he's, he's like that kind of boy. But he was actually, yeah, so he won like all these awards in underage, all the association best and fairest. He was real dirty. So he'd snipe blokes flat out. <laughs> being, the, being the smallest bloke on the field, he used to throw his weight around. Oh, Wasn't God. much of it, but he used to have a fair crack. And his old man was the same, actually. So footy's always been in the family. But uh, yeah, ultimately it came to a decision for him. They're like, you're either going to try and get drafted or you're going to pursue cricket. Yeah. So he ended up choosing cricket and I think he's made the right choice in yeah. the end. So Jesus. he's doing pretty well. How was the, um, have you spoke to him since the T20 World Cup? Yeah. So um, getting plenty of photos and videos of the celebrations, which were pretty nice. Um, looked like a hell of a time. And Jesus. Yeah. Managed to catch up with him on Friday, which was good. Um, him and a few cricket boys and celebrated with a few beers and um, pulled up a bit rough the next day, but <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was well worth it. And um I was just good to see him because I haven't seen him for a long period of time. Yeah. He's kind of the first family member that I've seen for ages. So it was good on all fronts. How cl- Are you guys close in age? Like, you'd be pretty similar. So he's three years older than me. So he's older. the same age as my brother. All oh, right. So they were, um, I, was, I built up a bit of resilience as a competitor <laughs> yeah, growing bet, up because I used to just built the shit out of me flat out. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so I owe a lot to those two boys for uh, playing footy, that's for sure. Did you, um, growing up in Tasmania, I mean, what was Tassie like growing up? Because I feel yep. like a lot of people give it a lot of shit outside yeah. of Tassie. But I've, yeah. I've been there. It's beautiful. Well, it's it's getting a hell of a lot more traction now. Yeah. Everyone's kind of like, well, Tassie's down there for a reason. You can all stay down there. Like, fuck is you're all different. And I was like, well, have yeah. you ever been there? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then people come down and they love it. But, yeah, growing up was, was great. It was, like I said, it was sport dominant down there so everyone just loves sport and then obviously went to school had a great great family um great group of mates and then you kind of just the natural um area you went to after school just go straight into an apprenticeship oh really so okay. i finished school in year 10 went straight into an apprenticeship for four years then i got drafted so i did, did four f- years on the tools as an electrician did you finish your apprenticeship <laughs> this is where it gets funny <laughs> oh no so as a sparky you do three years your first three years you do one day a week at tafe like schooling yeah but then in your last year, you don't go to TAFE. You just work for five days a week, like normal. And then you come back and sit like a two-week tutorial. And then it's called your capstone test, which is your final exams. But it runs for two weeks. I got drafted November 17. I was meant to do it like first week of December. Oh, I couldn't wow. do it. So I came to Melbourne, tried to figure it out. And, and it's going to be way too hard. Oh, no. I had to go sit extra modules. It was different standards. So I had to like get other things ticked off. So I was like, fuck, it's too hard. And yeah. it wa- probably wasn't. And it's, yeah. one of the, it's one of the biggest regrets of not being able to finish it because... Oh, so close, yeah. It's, um, like, I, I loved it. I enjoy doing it. Would you do it after footy? Like, could you, would you revisit it now? Or was it it would have been nice on. to be able to just get it ticked off and set up your own business and in get case. some guys and that to work for you. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I loved it when I was in it. 
and then once you get exposed to footy, yes. you kind of like, well, it doesn't really compare. Yeah, so like, mate. I can no... either climb through roofs or, <laughs> or climb on heads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we yeah. go. That's a yeah. punchline. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was enjoyable, but yeah, obviously thrilled that I ended up getting picked up. Yeah. But, well, did you, like, because you went at 20. So how did yeah. that, were you at 18, were you overlooked, obviously? was Were you close to getting picked up? Yeah, like... so I've just played local footy pretty much my whole career. Yeah. And then... Like at 18, I got into the, the Mar Tassie Mariners, so the under-18s for Tassie. Broke my leg. Yeah. So I was like, oh, got cut. <laughs> so they cut me, but then I came back and I was able to play VFL for Tassie, but they wouldn't let me play under-18s because they already cut me. Oh, so man. they're like, well, how, how can you be playing for the VFL team and not the kids team, like the 18s team? Yeah. So that was a bit of a balls up in the end. But um, yeah, then sure enough, tried to play as an overage the following year. Was terrible, really? got, and just didn't get didn't get drafted. Didn't, <laughs> yeah. oh, no. And then uh, I, I ended up making the change, so I moved. I left my local team, went and played. It's called in the TSL, so the best state league, uh, best senior footy in Tassie. Yeah, ten teams, uh, six in the south, four up north, and we were shit. Our team was terrible. We yeah. only won like four games for the year, but managed to just string together a good season and got drafted. So it's crazy. They came down. Barry Prenegas was a, a recruiter. They came down and look at a guy called Joe Bo Joe Bowden. Yeah, and he's a freak. He's just won all the accolades you can think of, and just never got picked up. And we played his team, and we flogged him. And you got. And then post that, they're like, "We're looking at the wrong bloke." So he's Barry and I still Prenegas, think he's he way better than me. <laughs> I love the truth. Yeah. As and, he's uh, entering two hundred games in yeah. the NFL. This so and um yeah, it's just unfortunately he didn't get picked up. Well, wow. like he's an absolute star. So he is he still, still playing in Tassie? I feel like there. I've heard that name. Yeah, and mate. just flogs everyone. Oh, wow. There yeah. you go. So there's a, a bit of a – well, I hope this is a true story, but apparently the night you got drafted, you were sitting in a Tassie casino watching yourself yeah. get drafted, which is remarkable. <laughs> Did you know you were going to get drafted that night so to Melbourne? Was it, it wasn't an absolute shoe-in, but yeah. I was like, I was hopeful. Because um, I'm like, if you weren't in Melbourne or if you weren't at a certain nah. event, maybe you I had spoken to there. the D's a couple of times, but they said, we can't promise – we can't give you absolute certain answer, but we'd like to get you. I was like, oh, sweet. So they undersell the story, made you nervous as, and luckily enough, well, I managed to get picked up. But yeah, we didn't have Foxtel, so it wasn't on the TV. So we drove up to the casino in a bus. It was like 12 of us, like parents, mates, my parents' mates, watched it, got blind, and then I was just watching it on the TV. And then I turned away and I was on my stool. And next minute, because I picked 33, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. on the chance, maybe like 70. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 80. really? So that was way higher than what you anticipated? Yeah, and then pick 33 came up, and I didn't even see it. And then the next minute, I'm on my back. Two of my <laughs> mates speared me off my chair. <laughs> and they're like, you're going to Melbourne, you're going to Melbourne. I was like, no way. Holy shit. And then at 2 a.m., I'm wrestling Dad out the front of the casino, waiting for a cab <laughs> no. to get home. <laughs> and then two and days then later, probably in Melbourne. Up, yeah, yeah, you pack up your stuff and you um you move to Melbourne on the Sunday. Oh, mate, so the glorious life of an AFL football. All happens pretty quick. I actually went to work the next day on Friday. So it was oh, Thursday. Boss would have, wouldn't have known. Got either. back to 2.30. He was well aware that I got drafted. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, hammered. <laughs> and I remember the story quite clearly. He's like, He's like, um, I'm so happy for you. He goes, but I've just got to let you know. He's like, I'm going to work you really hard for two weeks. Thought the two weeks notice stacks up. I was like, I'll give you eight hours, mate, and then I'm out of here. Oh, like, no. go. <laughs> you got to go, yeah. So he's just like, oh, don't worry about it. It won't work. Just had a barbecue, a few beers, and then oh, moved on. Mate, that's amazing. It, it kind of makes me think, I'm like, fuck, how many players miss out that could do so many? Because, like, realistically, like, you're almost playing 200 games. Yeah. And you came in two years late. 
and you've missed essentially a season and a half through yeah. injury. Yeah. So it's like, you know. Well, I, was, I was tell my mates all the time, I've got plenty of mates down home that were better than me. Yeah. It's crazy. I was just, there's a fair bit of luck that unfolds and has to go your way sometimes. Yeah. The stars will always get picked up, like the ones that dominate flat out. But yeah. There's so many like hidden gems out there that would get overlooked and unseen. That's unfortunate, but you can't have eyes on everyone. Nah. It's true. unrealistic to be able yeah, to get well, everyone that's there. True. That's true. But do you think it's helped your career in any way? Like having that sort of, like you've almost had to work extra hard to get it. Like you weren't gifted well, th- anything. Yeah, I think, I think working, probably working as an electrician and doing my apprenticeship, I had a greater appreciation for what I've just been given. Yeah. I think when you, when you just play footy and then you, you go to school and I was like, by all means, get a good education, all that kind of stuff. But then you're rolling from school straight into AFL. Yeah. I was like, have you really like experienced what life's like if you didn't play footy? Well, that's like, very so true. Like, so I worked as an electrician for four years, did shit jobs for four years, but still loved it. Yeah. And it probably matured me a little bit, straightened me out a little bit as well. And um, like I said, I love doing it, but I think I just, once I got it, I was like, Fuck, you're gonna have to take it off me if you want it. If you yeah. if someone else wants to take it off me, then good luck. Yeah. So, and that's what I said in my interview with um, Dean Bailey. He's like, "Why should we pick you instead of an 18 year old?" I said, "Because if I line up next to him, I'll fucking beat him." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "That's a good answer." And then, yeah. then they ship me home um, that afternoon, and then I was like, "Jeez, I wonder if I've stuffed this up." <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a good point, isn't it? Because yeah. it's like that's mate. I like I came out of it young, and I talk about it on the podcast all the time. Like. Fuck, do you replicate playing in front of 80,000 people at the MCG yeah. on Anzac Day yeah. to anything ever again in life? It's, like, do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. gonna, as you said, climbing in roofs or like, you know, potentially owning a business or doing, you know, a lot of labor or doing different things. Like, yeah. it's never going to be the same. Not at all. The adrenaline is something that you can't can't replicate, that's for sure. Yeah, and Swanee, <laughs> like, he cheekily said it, but he's like, you, you literally can't buy that experience. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah. fucking good point. Yeah. Like, you can't buy you can't. it. You can't pay for it. 100%. So it's um, pretty unique. But uh, what I was interested as well, particularly early, was you were quite a, a prominent forward. And it might have been because of your, your age or your maturity at the time. But, like, I think your first game, like, you just came in, had, like, 20 touches, kicked a few yeah. goals and stuff. Your first few years playing as a forward, were you always a forward coming into the AFL? or? Yeah, so I played I pre- predominantly in Tassie. I was probably pre- played through the midfield on the wing. Right, okay. Played a kick behind the ball. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, But then, yeah, I, I played more as a forward in like some senior footy down there. Um, but then, yeah, obviously, I reckon out of the 100 games at Melbourne, I played probably almost 50-50 split in the end, forward right. and back. Um, probably when they started working out, all they had to do was body me. Yeah. I was having no impact on the game. Right. And it's a, it, it's a cop-out excuse, what I'll say. It's like, but we were that shit. And it was almost impossible to play well, well as a forward. Yeah, and I was like, I wasn't no big dog like a so nah. like Mitch Clark. Yeah, he yeah. used to have heavy influence. But I just faded away and I kind of dropped my bundle a little bit. Wasn't enjoying it. And I'm like, let's try him back. And I loved it. Like a bit of a new lease on life. Well, the Went ball would have been going bit. down there quite a bit back then. Too. And then in my last, yeah. And then in my last year, they moved me back forward again. And I was just like, nah, fuck this. I was like, I don't even enjoy it. So, um, and I wasn't performing again. So yeah. it was a good, good time for me to get out, um, mix it up. But I never thought I was going to go back to Collingwood and be, or go to Collingwood and be a defender. I was planning on going and play as on the wing. Oh, really? Yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> I just remember, like, we sat out, planned it with Bucks, what it was going to look like. I was all excited. It was, like, a bit of a wing, potentially, like, pinch it in the forward line for a little bit. But, um, yeah, and then got to Collingwood. All the backs went down. 
with injury. They all just started dropping like flies. Trust. Bucks come straight to me in the uh, halfway through main training. He goes, I promise you I'd never do it there, but I'm going to send you back. <laughs> he goes, what do you think about that? I was like, I'll do it. I was like, I'm more than happy to do it. And I've never seen the Ford 50 since. Uh, do, you so, lo- do you actually love it now yeah, though? Yeah, I like, do. Because the way I watch you play, I'm like, you've yeah. got to enjoy what you I do. I feel like I've yeah. kind of, like I've, I've just warmed to the role. Yeah. And I feel like the way that we were trying to play and even with the guys that I was working with allowed me to kind of play to my strength still. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that interceptor uh, defender role is kind of one that I've really enjoyed playing, uh, still do. And um, with any luck, still a few more years left. Yeah, definitely. So was that when you when you swung down back at Melbourne? Because I think 2013, you were Melbourne's leading goal kicker. So it wasn't yeah. like you were just, you know, yeah. uh, a shoeing up there. Like you obviously were performing. But was that your decision or was that like a coaching decision once the... So I actually had a really good relationship with Jade Rawlings, who was the defensive coach at Melbourne. Yeah. And still get along with him like house on fire. And he, um, he was the one who kind of wanted me to go down there and just have a try and see what it was like. And... I wasn't really sure, and then I was kind of starting to put a few games together. And I was like, "Fuck, I actually enjoy playing down here. I love like the." And it's hard to explain again, like as a forward, like the the defenders are just the most closest bunch of boys that you can get on field, yeah. and heavily reliant on one another. And it's always been like that. I think you, any AFL club you'll speak to, the defenders are probably the most reliant on one another to be able to get the job yeah, done like and help each other out. And vibe, yeah. don't get me wrong, the mids and forwards get along great. But like, there's a selfish component. Yeah, they do, if though. someone else, if we get a goal kicked on us, like we're all kind of like, we'll all cut that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, we just tried it out for a bit and pretty much played uh, about a year and a half straight as a defender right. for Melbourne and um, probably played one of my most consistent years there. Yeah. So and then 2015 they moved me back forward again and okay. went to shit. History, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like uh, I've always been curious because. I feel like you've obviously now experienced success at Collingwood, but how hard were some of those days at Melbourne? Like, just like, I don't know how many games you guys won, but there wasn't too many. Well, I won 20 from 20. 100 at the air. So that's... It's actually better than what I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was worse. Well, we went, we went, I went through a three-year period where I played every game and I went two wins, four wins, two wins. Fuck. So man. I was, what's that? Eight and... 60 or whatever, or 8 and 58 yeah, in three years. Yeah, that's crazy. That's not what I was thinking. And that was a shit time. Like, I used to speak to my family three times a week, and it just got to a point where I was like, I didn't ring him for three weeks. <laughs> I was like, I've got nothing good for you. <laughs> but the environment itself, like, the boys in that remained upbeat, and, like, we were just we were trying. Yeah, that's the we worst just, part. We were just was, no good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the, yeah, it was just like we copped some heavy losses. Like, I had five coaches in five years. So to try and get some continuity within the group, the list, like a huge turnover of players, turnover of coaches, like they've got, they've well and truly got their shit together now because yeah. they've just won the flag. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, yeah. It's, they've, they've got stars everywhere, but it took a long time. And Nath Jones is probably heavily one that you've got to thank for that. Yeah. To be able to be there the whole time. And yeah, for him to miss out was really unfortunate because he did so much of the groundwork to be able to get them where they are. I know. And, um, Obviously, yeah, they, they reap the rewards this year for that. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's like they they've pretty much did everything wrong they could do, and finally they've started getting it right, yeah. which is great to see because yeah. no one wants to see him be that bad. But for, for you, like you were a part of a four-player trade in 2015, which yeah. is a crazy trade, by the way. Like when I look back on it now, I'm like, if I was one that huge. <laughs> but did, did you initiate, like were you always wanting to get out of Melbourne? Did you feel it was time for a change based off yeah, so what's going on? We pretty much had a conversation at the end of that season um, where we saw me fit in within the group. Um, 
on field, what kind of role it was going to be. <clears throat> there, in the end, there was an offer on the table from Melbourne. And then I also was like, well, I'm going to do my due diligence. I want to go speak to someone else. So, and I love, like, Colin was a fan growing up. I was like, we share the same car park. <laughs> yeah, like, I wouldn't have to move. I didn't I even like, realise that. Yeah, You're in the I'll, same yeah. complex. So that was interesting. Day one, <laughs> when I drive fast to see all the boys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, yeah, so I obviously spoke to a couple of clubs and Collingwood had, were the best fit for me and the way that it kind of unfolded and the conversations I was having made me, made me feel really confident. And yeah, obviously got shit canned on the way out when you leave another club. Yeah. But I ended up going to Collingwood for less money and a lesser deal, and everyone thinks I was trying to take Melbourne to the cleaners. It's like, well, I wasn't. Yeah. I just wanted to be happy playing footy again. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. everyone wants to be valued and appreciated for what you provide. And to me, it was my own fault. I was underperforming, so I felt like I needed to do something different. Yeah. Collingwood provided me an opportunity to make me feel like I was going to contribute. And to be honest, it's the best decision ever made. Is there, There's a, a rumour I heard, and it was apparently you were in, in Bali on an end-of-season trip. And I think it would have been around the, the halfway point of this move. But yeah. you caught up with Nathan Buckley yeah. in, in <laughs> Bali at a yeah. bar and shared a bintang. Yeah. That's, um, <laughs> so we're in chats. It was, that was probably like the second catch-up. First time I'd seen him. But, um, yeah, we'll chat, and he's like, oh, I'm going to come meet you. I was like, all right. Did you know he was in Bali when you got there? Well, Pendle's wedding was on. Oh, so, so they were all over there. I was seeing Collingwood blokes everywhere. And did you know you were going at this point? Not at this stage, no. Right. But um, like the conversations were well and truly happening. And then, yeah, Bucks was like, oh, I'll come and meet you at this cafe. I was like, I think it's, what was it? I can't even remember the joint. But he's like, yeah, just make sure you've you got a beer there waiting for me when I get there. He said that so to I you. Bought him the, I bought him the beer. He was 15 minutes late. And I was like, <laughs> are you fucking serious? So the bin tag was like half warm. But um. Shared a beer, but we ended up getting caught because um, there was like an umpo- AFL umpire in there. Oh, there was a rat. And literally room. by the time I got back to the villa, it was out. Oh, so I was wow. like, oh, wow. Oh, well. So um, in the end, it was, yeah, it was, I spent probably 45 minutes with him, chewing the fat for a bit. And um, yeah, all unfolded the way that we both wanted. Mate, did you realize you were like, one, I know you were a Collingwood fan, but one, how big that club was. And then also, secondly, like the, the team you walked into was yeah. pretty much moving into a premiership window. Because yeah. like a few years later, you're playing your grand finals. And, and it was, finals. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it was pretty full on at the start. Like uh, insane. Like I went there when I was 26, like I wasn't 18. It could be, it could be pretty overwhelming for a kid for sure. Yeah. But even for me, it's like. I found that a quiet week at Collingwood was like your maxed out media week at Melbourne. Really? Like there was always just door stoppers in the car park. More often than not, there was something going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, just crazy. It's like, it's just, it's like, um, it was Melbourne on steroids, but like Melbourne and probably like, they're going to c- continue on this trend and they'll be like that. Yeah. But it was just out of control. Everything's like big, full on. Fans are great. On both sides, but um, yeah, yeah. I just found it was yeah, just so much bigger. But um, yeah, like I'm not saying like Collingwood don't have anything that Melbourne didn't have. Yeah, yeah. They just had shitloads more of it. Like, yeah, it's just <laughs> heaps more people, heaps more fans, lots of supporters. The club was just yeah, pretty full on, and the pressure was through the roof. Yeah, but yeah, like I'm I'm not trying to shit can Melbourne, but it's just a, it was oh, a different mate, you experience. Can't compare it. I think it's, it's a different of, experience. I think it's the biggest sporting team in the country. Like, yeah, Mem- like Melbourne Storm, Brisbane Broncos, arguably, but like Collingwood's yep. that big. Like, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, so and it's great. It's got its perks, but it's seriously got the pressure. Yeah, it's the got scrutiny, the negative yeah. pressure you, side. You don't want to shank a kick in the last quarter, that's yeah. for sure. But no, um, 
What's interesting as well is you've gone through quite a bit of transition. Like you've obviously had quite a young group almost steal a flag. You've got a bit of a young group again, even though you've yep. got some of you experienced leaders that have maintained through. You've gone through Bucks, Banger Harvey, and now you've got Craig yep. McRae. Like what's yep. that? What's that sort of been like for you? As especially as a, like a bit more of a senior player now. Yeah, I think probably the, even the list turnover. Like we probably my first few years we didn't draft a heap of kids, yeah. but then. Last year, I think we drafted like nine or ten kids. A lot. And played year, a lot as well. Yeah, this year we've got another four. Yeah. That's 14 kids that are under the age of like 19. Shit. Then you've got the second year boys, or like, or the third year boys are like 20. So there's like another six of them. So it's like <laughs> over 50% of the list are like 22 or younger. Wow. <laughs> like 20 young, you know. And then you've got blokes like me and Pendles inside here, just the old ones of the yeah. group now. Well, Pendles is a fair bit older, but <laughs> I'm the second oldest at the club. Are you really? So I was like, Are you older than Sidey, are you? Yeah, so I'm a year older than him. Wow. And, um, yeah, that hit me for six when I found that out. Yeah, I don't know if the club find. I don't know if they know yet. Surely they'd have to, but yeah, I hope not because so. I'll be the next one out. So. What you? <laughs> <laughs> well, the longer Pendles plays is good for you. I reckon. Well, that's it's true. Good, good sales, sales. He's a fair bit better than anyone yeah, else. Well, so. still, still, I think though the way you play and the way you move, like you, yeah, you don't really have. Looks well, like we'll see how. We'll see, how, I've got two more. We'll see how they unfold, and then we'll get there. But yeah. um, oh, we've managed to meet all the new coaches, which is great. Yeah. So with four new coaches, new head of high performance as well so things are going to be a lot different um even from what the boys are doing like they've got a taste of what training's going to be like and it's a, sh- it's a fair bit different yeah. and um they enjoy it they're loving it and uh yeah i'm just i'm eager it'll be my first day back tomorrow that's crazy go back it? in with the boys and uh we see have how testing we, we have testing tomorrow or? i hope not yeah <laughs> <laughs> but there will definitely be so when we're officially the five year plus boys are back on december 6th yeah. There'll be a curly one for sure. Oh, like, God, no doubt. Yeah, and everyone's kind of like, what's it going to be? New head of high performance. Generally, like, they kind of hold their hat up on what they provide for the test. Yeah, right. And so it's not going to be, it won't be a 2K. It'll be something funky and new and um, it'll hurt. Yeah. But we'll see how we go. Okay, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, you've been running, so to be fair to you, and we we did speak off care, obviously, uh, off air, sorry, that you, you've been part of the leadership group for, for yeah. you know, a little bit of time. Like, yeah. what sort of some of the responsibilities that actually go into that? And like, does it, is that something you enjoy? Is it is it like an actual extra bit of work that's required or? I think, I think I used to look at leadership a hell of a lot different. I used to look at leaders and be like, fuck, what are they doing? Like, they obviously got to be, they've got to be great players. They've got to be doing extra, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, probably as you get more experience, you just kind of broaden your vision to yeah. people around you instead of just wholly focusing on your own personal game and start working with the kids, start trying to transition them in to try and get them upbeat and get them into the game quicker. So getting them like plenty of extra knowledge, watch vision with them, like just kind of yeah. broaden your vision to be able to help other blokes out around you. Yeah. And I don't, I don't go and go, right, oh, I'm just going to, I need to get better at this to be a leader. <laughs> I'm yeah. actually, it's, like, it's actually just being a, a good person. A good bloke, yeah. Looking after for blokes around you, offer an ear if you have to, yeah. give advice when you can, but more importantly, just listen to people and see where they're at and make them feel good. I was yeah. like, I just feel like I'm, Naturally. I just try to get around and I've got a really good relationship with everyone at the club yeah. and that's like players and staff included, but, and with the kids, I'm just like, just make them feel good. Yeah. Ultimately, if they're confident, they're going to perform. If you tell them that they're shit and they're no good, I guarantee they're not going to they're not going to roll out there and just dominate. Yeah. So it's um, providing a balance. You give a clip if you have to, but <laughs> I'm not massively on that. You just leave that to Tay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks like the the yeah. brawn there, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, because it's interesting. Like, you've won, a, I think, a Best Clubman Award. And, like, I don't feel back like... Back-to-back. Back to back. <laughs> oh, that's key. I thought there must be any good people at the club if they're giving it to the same bloke two years in a row. <laughs> but I also feel like people, maybe people aren't close enough to it and don't see the ins and outs of the, the day-to-day, but like, that's fucking pretty cool, cool yeah. award to win. Like, it's not a, it's a high-pressure environment. Like, yeah. moods and attitudes are swinging all the time based yeah. off results and injuries and every, and everything. So to maintain a level of, like, good human or humanism and take care of everyone and be there. It's like a pretty It took a while trip. though. Like I used to ride the emotional roller coaster of footy. Oh, as you would. All the time. Yeah. If you win, you'd carry on like you've won the flag. <laughs> and if you lose, you're like, don't come and see me. I'm turning the lights off and don't come in my room. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then as you kind of move on, you understand it's like, well, yeah, game's gone. Yeah. Let's move on. We'll learn from it and go forward. But yeah. make sure you just keep treating everyone with respect and looking after them. And I feel like I've been able to do that. At Collingwood, but, um, and yeah, it's obviously been recognised yeah. two times, oh, man, but awesome. in saying that, like, we've got plenty of good people at the club that, that could have been easily given to anyone. Definitely. So yeah. did you, um, based off what we spoke of earlier, coming into the you know, the league at the age you did, and obviously you gave some um, support to other players around you that were probably potentially better than you, did you ever think you'd get this far in your career? Four or five games off 200 games, which yeah. is nah, a major milestone. Not at all. No, nah, not at all. So I was just like, like you like anyone, I guess, you rock up to the club, you want to get fit, you want to fit in, you want to be, you try to get confident, you want to try to get in the team, yeah. and you want to try to cement your spot. Yeah. In saying that, do you ever really cement it unless you're one of the top guys in the team? Probably not, because yeah. turnover and you just got to continually perform at a high level. And I never really thought I was going to get there, but managed to just string together a few games. And I feel like I've always been a good trainer. Yeah. Like I've trained, I just train my ass off when I'm on. And then like, I love to enjoy myself when I'm away from the club, yeah. whether socially, have a beer, play golf, like get away from the game as much as I can. Uh, I'm a little bit older now. So I want to go into coaching post footy. It's something that I'm pretty, pretty keen to do, but still like, yeah, I feel like I've always trained and set my footy up from that. Um, half ass trainers are generally ones that don't make it. So. <laughs> yeah, t- talked down his training and he's, he tell you what, he's probably one of the ones out of the, the 99% that yeah. get through and yeah. still achieve things. But I agree. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't get away with it. Can you? You can't, you get found out pretty quick and given the high standard kids that are coming through at the moment, yeah, they'll pull your pants down and feel like you're not going to perform. So, um, yeah, it's something that I feel like I'm, you know, I'm grateful that I've been able to play for so long. Yeah. 200 games is like, I, I would have laughed at you if you thought you were going to get anywhere near that. That's crazy. I was like, one game was enough for me. Yeah, but what is, um, does that make you a life member or whatever? Like it's, it's, so a, it's a pretty big deal. I in don't know. To like... I, I'm actually not really sure. I get MCC from playing 100 at Melbourne. <laughs> 100, 100 on the dot. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's important. So um, I get that. <laughs> that's, and then, the, that's when the trade, uh, the trade, for, the I trade email went in. Son, 100, 100 games. So oh, yeah. I've got four more games before Xander can go to the pies. Oh, so. <laughs> how good's that? Oh, wow. How old Xander? So he's 15 weeks. Oh, wow. So we pretty much, years, Carly yeah. pretty much had him as exactly when the season finished. So oh, that's perfect good timing. timing for us. Great timing. Yeah. Um, it was just funny, we're speaking of kids, but given the amount of kids you've got at the pies, and, and obviously now knowing you a little bit more and particularly how close you guys were in 2018 and yeah. the guys that sort of Pendles and, and Sidey kind of strike me like, like you guys don't want to, make up the numbers in a sense, right? So Not at all. Like, what, what sort of like, is it little things like mentality? Like how do you guys get yourself to back up to a contender? Is yeah, it something that'll take time? And there's a fair bit, there's a fair bit of that. Like we've always had a strong mindset on where we feel like we are. Yeah. Like, last year was terrible on all fronts. Like we had a really terrible year on field and off. Yeah. And unfortunately 
you know, the results speak for themselves. I think we won six games or something like that. Um, but yeah, we've, we still believe our core group at the club, regardless of like the young guys coming in, we feel like they can contribute. Mm. And if they get a, if they get a good look and if they play well enough, they'll play with us in the ones. And then we feel like our, yeah, like I said, our core is still really good. Yeah, <laughs> I feel elite. like we've got players in each position that can tr- contribute and play at a higher level. You've got all Australian midfielders and you've got two of the best backmen in the comp. And unfortunately we just, we just couldn't string together a consistent season and yeah. It doesn't take much to be off to be able to lose a game. Yeah. And we were in games for long periods of time and then just couldn't finish them off. And like I said, if if you're not playing at a high enough level for long enough, you just get beaten flat out. And yeah. unfortunately, that's what happened. And yeah, like losing guys like Darcy Moore is probably our most important player. <laughs> like, He's unbelievable. And it was like, you only got to see what he did in 2020. So then when you take him out for a large chunk of 2021, it's a fair hole. Yeah. As much as you like, one guy up just steps in for the replacement. Yeah pretty fucking hard to replace Darcy Moore. So <laughs> no, it's cr- it's it's so true. I love watching him play. Yeah. I, I've always been um interested for you because, and for obviously watching you and Darcy Moore, because you guys kind of sort of go one and two of, of sort of the, the, the spearhead forwards and so forth. Who, who have you sort of across your career found it personally the hardest to match up against? Like whether it's been just... Well, know. I actually had, um, I had him, uh, or was it a game, was it last year? I played on Sam Reid against Sydney. He kicked five on me. And I'd, I don't reckon I'd ever had two kicked on me. <laughs> and he kicked five and did it so easy. Oh, God. And after he kicked the third, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, what's going on? I was like, everything that I felt like was confident in my game, I completely questioned. So I'd always stand in front, be assertive. I'd always go and read where the ball is. All I did was just lock the caravan on and I just sat in his back pocket and followed him around. And he's way bigger than me. Oh. He just pushed me around, took a mark, kicked his fourth. I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> I just sit in his pocket again. Bang, sure enough, kicks his fifth. And I'm like, oh no. After the game, the coach was like, what happened? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Tell me. He goes, you did absolutely everything that the opposite that you'd normally do. Oh, so really? I went from like talking about confidence and like enjoying what you're doing. I couldn't have been in a worse place on that field. I felt like I was isolated on my own. Oh. Boys were talking to me flat out. I wasn't responding. Like it's just like that is awful. a massive turn of events. And uh, thankfully, like I haven't experienced that too many times, but. He absolutely annihilated me, and I hated it. Like, yeah, I seriously yeah, hated you'd it. You seem so, like a bad loser. Yeah. <laughs> In short, that's what, that's what yeah. I grasped from that. And um, <laughs> so yeah, it's like literally reviewed it pretty heavily, and then went back. And I haven't had a, as bad a day as that. But um, he's certainly one that took me to the cleaners. That's for sure. Oh God, mate. All right. Well, we're going to just go into our last question here before we go into the little fanfare segment that we have. But you mentioned coaching. Is that where your head's sort of drifting outside of footy? Yeah. So, yeah, so myself and Pendles have done, uh, we're currently in the midst of level three. So, something that I'm pretty keen and, um, yeah, I touched on it before, as you kind of get longer in your career in the AFL system, you almost find that you're naturally trying to help the young kids out anyway. And um, when I missed the last, pretty much last two seasons, I was doing a fair bit of coaching with the defence anyway. And it was great. Matty Boyd was really good for me last year. Um, Sando let me, gave him a chop out at the end of this year, given that it was a new role for him and we kind of work with each other towards the end of the year. And yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Like I love the environment. Yeah. Like, I've, like, I've heard you on the mic'd up. Like I reckon yeah. you're a bit of a natural with the coaching yeah. too. And the boys seem to gravitate to you a little bit as yeah, well. Yeah. So it's, um, it is good. Like I, like I just love the footy environment and I feel like, you know, educating something that I do all right. Yeah. I'll shit out of school. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like with footy, something that I'm confident in speaking about, I'm okay with that. So 
you know, that's that's the goal, but it's getting harder for for guys to get gigs within the AFL now. Like it used to be, yeah. it used to be pretty easy pretty to get a, a gig, but um, no, nah, it's a little bit more difficult. But uh, one that I'll probably pursue for sure. Oh, awesome, mate! Well, we're looking yeah. forward to seeing that, but hopefully that's a long time away considering. Yeah. But be nice. We are going to run into just our final segment here, guys. Lace them up, quick fire five, a bit of a fanfare <laughs> segment. Yeah. It actually takes longer to say it than the segment goes, <laughs> which is quite funny. But um, it would be remiss of us to not have a few curly ones in here to catch oh, you no, out. But sweet. straight up questions, instinctive answers. You ready? Yeah. Favorite teammate? Sidey. <laughs> oh, Sidey. There we go. Do you have a regular pre-match meal? Yes. What? Spaghetti. Spaghetti bolognese. Stock standard. Stock standard. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. This one, no, I'm interested. Worst away ground. Where do you hate playing? Uh, Giants. Giants. Giants really? Deck. Yeah, what about what about shit, Perth? There's no atmosphere. We, West Coast is that not? You prefer? No, that? that's that's so cool. Well, you guys actually won there. A yeah, but times, like they they come out, uh, they blast Wolfmother. Yeah, and you can't. We're always out first. You can't help but not be that amped while they're playing oh, that song. That's awesome. <laughs> so it's like if anything, they get they get you in a real good state before the bounce. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. All righty. Uh, favorite frothy. Cut and dry. Cut and dry. <laughs> That's I'm up there with you. I like yeah. that as well. Just an easy drink. All right. Now, this will tell you a bit about the man, Jeremy Howe. But a bucket list activity you haven't ticked off. Masters. Oh, wow. Yeah, I could fire that out pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. I'd amazing. love to do it. It'd cost a jag load, but <laughs> yeah. it's something, it's something <laughs> I'd just love to do. Just oh, well, there you go, go over there and watch it. So, Mate, awesome. Jeremy Howe, pleasure having you on the show, mate. Much appreciated. Um, glad. Thank you for, for tuning in. Anyone that obviously has been watching Jeremy Howe, as I said, you got to check out some of his hangers. They are unbelievable. And I'm um, looking forward to st- seeing you stand on some heads this season, that's for sure. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks very much. Cheers. Awesome. Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details.